0: Good afternoon, hope you guys are doing fantastic on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Um, those of you that, I want to make sure that you are aware, we're going to be in the, in the Gospel of John, the first 18 verses of chapter 1, and we're going to be there for the next uh, three weeks, three messages. And so the next week we'll have another message by Ryan, and then we'll have Christmas Eve, we'll go all the way to verse 18, and then in January we'll go back to First uh, Peter and finish that back up. Um, but I, I want to start by telling you that I love to share good news I, I like to be the bearer of I like to tell somebody something and just man they don't know it and boy, it's just gonna just knock their socks off and 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 so uh, The gift to me was to marry Dana and then the also gift was that when we were having our kids she in the in the era of sonograms and telling what you're going to have around the 17th to 20th week, um, she allowed us, me, to, to be surprised for four four straight times, for four and a half years, four kids, so that I could gather everybody into the hospital room and take off that little pink or blue little beanie cap that they have, and I got to announce, it's a boy! And then one time I got to announce, it's a girl. I got to tell you something, okay? That was the greatest honor and privilege of my life, to be able to screen that and to announce that and to have that surprise. Now, some of you were like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. We have the gender reveal parties, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I get that. I understand that. But I have just been so excited to be able to be able to share good news. And so our text this morning, has john the writer of the gospel who's talking about jesus who is the messiah who gives life and who is the light of the world that's who he is that's what he provides he provides us life right now abundant life he 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 provides us eternal life and john gets so excited about that message That he wants everybody to know about it and in verses 6 through 9, he declares very passionately and very obviously how that message, the light of the world, the life that he gives, is going to get out. And how is he going to do that? It's through a human witness. It's through people who have been changed by the light, who no longer are walking in darkness but that are walking in the light, that have the abundant life, that have the hope of eternal life, that are confident that if they are to die, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so in, in verses one through five, he talks about Jesus being that life and being that light. And then he sort of breaks it for a minute. And I want you to look at verses five, and I want you to look at verses nine, Because these two verses connect, but verses 6, 7, and 8 don't naturally flow. And I want you to see the impact that John is trying to communicate to you and I and our responsibility of trying to communicate the light of the world and the life of the world and the peace that only Jesus can reach. So look at verse 5. Ryan covered this last week. Look at verse 5, what it says. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It would be natural to go to verse 9. Look at verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Those two verses connect really seamlessly. But John was overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit and was writing this book through the Holy Spirit. And he broke his chain of thought to talk about how it is that we are going to get this message out. How is it going to happen? What is the way, what is the method of people knowing about the light of the world, about Jesus? How is it going to happen? And he introduces us to this man, man, another John. We call him John the Baptist. And he tells us that he gives him as an example to show that John the Baptist was getting people ready for Jesus who was the Messiah. John the Baptist had said that he was filled with the Spirit from his mother's womb. It said he leapt in the womb. That's in the Gospel of John. So we have John writing this book, the Gospel, and we have John the Baptist who John is talking about. I wanna make sure we're clear on that. And so what is he trying to communicate to you and I? He's trying to communicate really simply How are we going to get the word out about the light? How are we going to get the word out about this beautiful life that you and I can have? And that I hope you do have. And I hope this season is a reminder that you have it. Or that you can have it. I think Will's testimony reminds us of the first four words of the Bible. In the beginning God. In the beginning God. Which means... It's by faith that we enter this journey. It's by faith that we take a step toward um, eternal life. So, let's take a look at three words that I hope will stick out to you in our time this afternoon. I think these three words are going to be really found in verses 6, 7, and 8. And at the very end, we're going to put them all together in one sentence that we are going to read together. That's going to be our closing, okay? So, the first word that I want you to see right now is sent, the second word is witness, and the third word is believe. Now, what we're trying to do as a church and as a family is to get us ready and not miss that, number one, Jesus had come to deliver people from their sins, and number two, that he's going to come again. And I don't want to miss that, and I can't wait for that to take place that's going to happen in my lifetime so look at verse six we've already read verse uh we looked at five we looked at nine we're going to read six through eight right now take a look at verse six there was a man sent from god this is john the baptist whose name was john verse seven he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him verse eight he was not the light but he came to bear witness about the light so here's what we have wrapped up right now jesus through john is trying to get us to understand how this is going to take place first word i want you to see is in verse seven there was a man sent from god we know right now and i hope you know this and i hope you don't forget this that god is a saving god you know that right god is a saving god that's what he does let me make sure you understand something. God is saving someone every day, all the time. He's doing that. He is saving people from their sins, delivering for them from unbelievable bondage to have eternal life in Him so they would see that He's the light, and in Him there is light, and there is no darkness. He is doing that all the time. He is a saving God. But in addition to that, He's also a sending God because He wants people to be saved. What He does is is he sends people out. He sent John the Baptist, as we know, he sent him out. And, and when we take a look at this, he, we, we have to recognize that God could have done a million different things. Or, for some of you, a million little things. Did you get that? That was your TV show. He could have, I had, to, I had to, I had to like define my joke there for you. Okay. So there's a million different things or a million little things, whatever you wanted to say. He could have done a million different things to communicate how he was going to get word out that he was the light of the world, that he was the one who was going to bring life, that he was the one that was going to bring peace and hope and joy and love, that he was the one that was going to do that. He could have done a bunch of it. He could have had angels write it in the sky. He could have, had a thousand different ways to do it but what he has chose to do is he's chosen to send people into places so that they might understand that they have been sent by God and for God but he didn't do that he used a human he's using human witnesses to do that he here's two things that I want us to understand about living a sent life two things I want you to remember Number one, I want you to pray in such a way that you will be ready to go where God tells you to go. I want you to pray that you would be ready to be sent by God wherever He sends you. Madagascar, the Bush of Africa, um, Northwest Kerry, Apex your work environment, your school, UNC Chapel Hill, Appalachian State University, wherever you see yourself, I want you to sit there and be ready that God is a saving God. He's also a sending God. And I would ask you, Northwest, for us as a family, to be ready to live a sent life. I would also ask you to consider this question or or this statement. I think it's important for us to live in such a way that we are ready to hear people who are sent to us. If God is a saving God and God is a sending God, then what God is doing is he is sending people to you to remind you, to challenge you, to to build up your faith. That's what he's doing. And my prayer is that we would not miss the people That God is sending to us. They're sending them, God is sending them to you so that you would be so rich in your faith. That you would understand that beautiful life that you have in King Jesus. um, I'm not sure you're aware of this or I've made this as obvious as I have before. But I will make a very bold declaration that I love to play pickleball. And I'm not sure that you are aware of that. Um, And maybe you're not a fan of 3 p.m. service, but I particularly am right now because at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, I believe the Lord has sent my wife and I to the pickleball court. And that's where we have been going the last couple of weeks. As a matter of fact last week when I showed up and all of them knowing that I'm a pastor said to me one of them looked me in the face and said you are the worst pastor I have ever seen in my life and I said what makes you say that he said well I'm I'm an atheist and so that's why I'm here but you're a pastor and you're picking pickleball over church I said well, I specifically, along with my, the team at the church, moved our service to 3 o'clock so that we could play pickleball at 10 o'clock and that we could go to church together. And so he said, oh, I'm not coming. And I said, not yet, not yet, not yet. And so what I want us to do is I want us, I think the scripture is clear, I want us, whether it's our neighborhood, our school, our college, wherever it is, John twenty twenty one, which is the summary of the Gospel of John, says this. Peace be unto you. Jesus is saying this to disciples. Peace be with you. Just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. That's what he's saying. What do we want to do? I think the first word we need to realize, and the first word that we need to recognize, is that God in his sovereignty has taken this message of light And and overcoming darkness and and life. And he's taking it and he's bringing it to people. He's declaring to people that Jesus is the light of the world. And he's like. That's the second word. It says in verse 7 about John. What did John come to do? It says in verse 7 that he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all may believe. We'll cover the last part in a minute. So the first word is sent and then the second word is is, um, witness. So we are sent to different places. And not only that we're sent there, but we are to witness there. It's not that we're just there. It's not that we're just present. It's not that we're just having air to breathe. It's We're sent there, but there's also something for us to do. And in the Advent season, As we share the light of Christ and the peace of Christ, God wants us, I believe, in John chapter 1 all the way through the, uh, John chapter 1 all the way up to 18, He wants us to realize that yes, you're sent and yes, you're to be a witness. So He wants us to use our testimony to promote the light. Let me give you a definition of what a witness is. Here is a witness. A witness is a person with some experience and knowledge that can help establish the truth of some fact that is in dispute. A person with some experience and knowledge that can help establish the truth of some fact that is in dispute. John the Baptist had an encounter with Jesus in the wilderness. I won't get all into that. He came to the place that he knew that there was someone who was coming who was much greater than him. John, by his own testimony, in I think verse 16, basically states, I'm not worthy to fasten his sandals. There is one that is coming after me that is greater than I am. They thought, oh, you're Elijah. Oh, you're Moses. They kept thinking who John the Baptist was. He says, oh, no, 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 no. I need you to know I am not him because I don't want you to miss him. And my job has come to get you ready so that you will see him, you will know him, and you will experience him. It was through John's witness that the disciples and other people were prepared to hear the message of the light and the word of God. It was through John's testimony. Philemon 1.6 says this, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you may have a full understanding of every good thing you have in Christ Jesus. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Why? So that you may have a full understanding of everything you have in Christ Jesus. So your testimony, when you hear yourself share your own story of redemption, it's as if you are getting saved all over again. Because you're reminding yourself of what Jesus had done in your life. I, um, I, I'm, I'm probably most encouraged by a couple of our middle schoolers who have a text thread going on right now with one of their friends. There's a group text going on that their friends, they meet up and play basketball and do some things together. But one of the kids is not a follower of Jesus. And so what they've done is they've created a separate thread for him. to read the Bible, to pray, and to challenge him because he does not know who the light is. I was challenged by that this week, greatly challenged by that. And, and, I, and I want you to be challenged by that too. I, I, that, that's happening right now in, our, in, our, in our, our middle schoolers. There's a friend of theirs that doesn't know who the light is. And we get to celebrate the light has come into the world and he overcomes darkness and he gives hope and he gives peace and we want people to know about it and Jesus is telling us through John this is the way that's going to happen through human witness and I need you to know that um, let me go to the last the last word right now the last word the last word is believe so what's the purpose it's there you I want you to live a sin life and I want you to be a witness And I want you to, I want them to believe. I want them to believe, not believe like the devil believes. James tells us that even the demons believe, and they what? They tremble. How to fear of their own eternity. And their demise. And their defeat. What, What he wants them to come to know is he says, What is the goal of this witness? What is the goal of being sent? What is the goal of this testimony that I'm here to give you? I want you to know. Look at verse 7. I'll read it one more time. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. Here it is. What's his purpose? What's the purpose? That all may believe through him. And verse 8. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So who is it telling them that they're going to believe in? That all would believe through him. Not John the Baptist, but that they would believe through Jesus, who is the Word of God, who is God in the flesh. And he came. We celebrate him at Christmas. He's going to come again. He wants to save people. He wants to send people out. And he wants the world to know about this light and this life that you can have, that you have, and that we have. He, he wants us to do that. Um, before we read our, our closing uh, statement here, I, I want to just give you I'm going to ask the, the, the team to come on and come forward. I've, I've got a couple of minutes left but I'm going to ask you guys to come on up. And here's what I want here's a, this something happened to me the other day. I, uh, I went to a funeral of a college friend. I went to the funeral of my college friend. And um, it's three and a half hours there. Is there. Excuse me, my college friend's father, okay, my college friend, his father had passed away. And I went to support my friend, and uh, it was about three and a half hours away. And so I was drive, drove up there, went to the, drove, left early in the morning. I left around 2 o'clock, which puts me home at 5.30 uh, to have a good dinner with some friends, or at least that was supposed to be the plan. And uh, as I'm driving down Highway 40, My, my, I just, I had a flat tire. Like, now I'm not talking about, oh, your your tire pressure is low. I'm talking, it's zero. Okay. It's zero. 75 miles an hour on interstate 40. Okay. I'm in the outside lane. I cross over. I get off to the shoulder. I'm on a really, really dangerous curve, really dangerous curve. And I'm going, this could go really bad got out it was a complete flat you have AAA that's a long story I'm not going to get into it Um, it was it was a two and a half hour ordeal on the side of the road and here's what took place I was in a really bad situation it's in a really bad situation kind of scary you're laying down on the shoulder of the road under your car trying to get the tire from under the car to drop and You just hear trucks going by and all this kind of stuff. And a highway patrolman pulled up behind me with these great flashing lights that just warned everybody, be careful. So I say that to you because it gave me a picture of what Jesus is and what he did. It's like you're in so much trouble right now. You are in a really Really bad place But I'm going to send someone to you to make it all right And all I'm asking you to do is not have all of the questions and logic your way out of this What I'm asking you to do is to surrender your life to me Who is the light of the world who gives life here and who gives life eternal? He is Jesus. He's the light of the world And I want your mouths to be a vehicle by which people can hear it. So let's say our statement together. It's in your worship center app. We're going to put all of this together. So I'm going to read it once, and then we're going to read it together. Okay, make sure we're all on the same page. We are sent by the light to be a witness to the light so that all people may believe the light. Okay? Let's say that together. We are sent by the light to be a witness to the light so that all people may believe the light. That is what we are here for and that is what we declare at Christmas. That Jesus has come to give us life and give it to the full. Why don't you go ahead and stand. Let's sing I love you guys. Love serving with you. Let's sing... As we conclude our service here together, we've got one more song. David's going to close us down here in just a minute. The band is ready. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for who you are. Thank you for the privilege of being used by you to talk about you. I pray that as we take a look at this Advent season that we would not miss the light. We would not miss the peace that you bring. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for bringing people to help us. Now, Lord, I pray that we would be ready to receive the, the testimony of those that you send to us. But I also pray that we would also be ready to be sent by you to share a witness about you because you so deserve it. So we love you. We thank you for bringing the person to us that shared with us the light of the life. So again, we love you. Pray that you'll use this song for your glo- good and your glory.